You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism and I make random videos based on my version of autism, the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. That's it. Um, right, straight off the bat, this is going to be another one of my sulking videos, the one where I usually have a little bit of a moan, because I'm an old man and I'm allowed. Um, but the way I'll see it is it's just a video offering an alternative perspective because I generally do. You know, I don't fall in line with what everybody else wants or think how everyone else thinks. And I certainly don't do that in the autistic communities, uh, which is a word I'm starting to not enjoy, to be honest. Um, community within autism, because I always get shouted at, especially on Instagram, if I offer my opinion. Um, off somebody's slides. So anyway, a lot of people out there love it when a famous person is found to be autistic. So I don't know, any celebrity will somehow find out that they've got autism and then there'll be a creator out there who will absolutely sing the praises of this person They'll be cheering them. They'll be saying how great it is that we've got someone else who's known who has autism because it should start to promote autism and the fact that it can normalize autism. And with people famous out there who are autistic, it just stops it being so hidden. Whereas I disagree. And that's what I want to talk about, if you don't mind. So uh, gather around, gather around, let Uncle Paul moan at you. Um, <laughs> so I'll say it as always, that is, if you don't have flexibility of thought, which is a common artistic trait, and you love it when someone famous turns out to be artistic, I wouldn't watch it because I'm ultimately going to say the opposite, but I will give my reasons, okay? I'm not just going to say I disagree and go and get a cup of tea. And the reason I feel much more in the camp of, oh, no, someone else, when I find out that someone who's famous is autistic. And it's not because they're autistic and I want it all for myself. That's not the case. It's more for reality. You know, I'm a working class guy. I love realism. I'm not interested in your fake. I'm not interested in your big backsides and your big fake lips on your fake Instagram accounts. I'm not going to follow you. You know, that's not my thing. I'm not interested. I like real. I like things that are real, things that are authentic. I prefer the truth over PC things. That's just the way my mind's wired. So when I see I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me tell you where it came from, why I've got a problem with it. So in England at the minute, as I film this, I don't know when it's coming out, um, two people who are TV personalities in England, they have recently come out of the autism closet and have let everybody know that they're autistic. And like I say, that, and the only reason I know that they've done this is because of other people who make content basically saying, this is fantastic news. So one of them's called Christine McGuinness, and one of them's called Melanie Sykes. 
Now, I only know of Melanie Sykes, but I've done a bit of research. You know, I've not just uh, decided to press record willy-nilly and uh, talk ignorant about someone. So, Christine McGuinness is married to someone who is a TV personality called Paddy McGuinness. And he was in a show called Phoenix Nights, which was really funny, um, a long time ago. And he's been on TV ever since. He's worth about 10 million quid. They live, not that far from me, in a house worth £2.1 million. My house is worth nothing compared to that. And, uh, you know, it's a big seven-bedroomed house. He's worth £10 million. They've got three children, and all three children have got autism. And Christine McGuinness has recently been diagnosed with autism herself. Now, they're making a documentary for... TV about you know my family and autism because Christine McGuinness, according to websites, she's quite a campaigner. She's quite into the trying to remove stigma behind autism and young children and families and all of that stuff. And that's all good mood food. That's good stuff. Now Melanie Sykes, I have heard of because when I was a young man, she was a young woman. Very aware of her on TV. Um, she was in adverts. She had a TV show with uh, another TV personality called Des O'Connor. You know, she's been on the radio. She's guest. She's like filled in for people who've been off other regular TV shows. She's always been about, you know. Um, and she's now the owner and editor or the director of a, a magazine called The Frank. She's worth about three and a half million quid and her youngest kid has autism and she is making a show um, where it was to basically say how the education system fails kids with autism. So what happened is they both found out that they're autistic. They've both been on daytime television. They've both been on, or one of them has been on Loose Women, uh, which is I think called The View in America. Um, you know, and it's all to talk about, I have autism, I've got kids who are autistic, uh, I'm doing this documentary, I've got a new book coming out, because it's Christine McGuinness has got a book out just in time for Christmas. And I see that, and I just think, we are not the same. And that's where my problem is. These are not, working class people they might have started out that way but at the time of their diagnosis they weren't they were either millionaires within their own right or married to a millionaire in their own right so there's a bit of a difference you know like there was no way for instance that when christine mcginnis found out she was autistic that she then had to you know worry about how she would fill out a PIP form, you know, personal independent payment. She's not there, you know, with no assistance, going through these pages after pages going, oh, no, I really need to get this right because this financial incentive could really assist. I've got to make sure I answer it right, you know, and got to really turn it on, you know, and really focus, and it causes you a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of bother and, you then have to send that form off hoping that you filled it in correctly. And then you've got to wait for ages to get this appointment. 
And then when you get the appointment, you've got to go wherever it says you've got to go, no matter how much you hate people, <laughs> you know, public transportation, crowds, the city that it might be in, the difficult arrangements of how to get there, claiming your reimbursement back somehow off the money you have to spend to get to your appointment, asking a friend, is it all right if you come with me? And they've got to take time off their work as well. And then you've got to go and sit in a room and be judged by someone who's not artistic about how it makes you feel. And they'll make an overriding decision on whether you're entitled to any financial support whatsoever. Christine McGuinness and Melanie Sykes, with all due respect, they're not doing that. So this is what my problem is. It's, it's who is real and who is not real. Who is better to represent autism and who isn't? Now, as much as they could be great in their respective fields, because, you know, especially Melanie Sykes, she is a personality. You do know who she is. You know, and younger people will be a lot more well up on who Christine McGuinness is. Because um, I think she's on one of those, like, Real Housewives of Cheshire shows. And I couldn't watch something like that. Um, you know, put it this way. If I was ever captured and you wanted to torture me, forget the waterboarding, just put one of them shows on. And... You know, Melanie, you know, they'll do good for a documentary. I get that because people might know who they are. But I care about real life. So let's say when they were on television and they were promoting the fact that they have autism because that's another way then to promote the shows that they're doing or they've got upcoming or a new book. Because of the amount of money they've got, <laughs> they, like, let's say, let's say, for example, Melanie Sykes, Christine McGuinness, and me were asked to go on a TV show in Manchester to talk about autism. Chances are they're going to get a car sent for them, or chances are they'll be able to drive so far or be driven, you know, and then be collected from somewhere. They'll, they'll get much more perk than I would because it sells if they're on a show. If I'm on a show, it, they're just filling airtime with me. And I've got to worry about getting time off. They don't. I've got to worry about how I get to Manchester, for example. You know, and I know I could drive, but I hate driving in Manchester. I don't do city centre driving. It's part of my autism. But one of my other parts of autism is I can't do public transport. So getting a train, just can't do it. And I guess because Christine McGuinness lives in Cheshire, I could drive to her house and we could get, you know, a drive together. Um, you know, I'll just jump in. I'll jump in the back and be quiet. But I'm not going to be afforded the same privilege to make my way to the studio like they would. They might be getting paid. I wouldn't be, you know, because they're already they've already made it. And I'm just some dude who talks about it as openly and honestly as I possibly can do. So what I'm trying to get at, I think, is there is a bit of a misrepresentation when you find out someone who's famous has autism because they're already in a financially free position, which is where everybody wants to be, but I'll never, ever get there. You know, so you take shows like Love on the Spectrum, you know, for those who've watched it, the reality of a show like that is it's just light hearted entertainment where you take these people who are a little bit socially awkward and try and find them love 
that's what people do with autism. Like shows like The Undateables. You know, there is always something where you try and make autistic people just feel, oh, they're just a bit understood. They're just, they just find it a little bit tricky to get through life. Mm. They, they give it a bit of that fuzzy feeling. The reality is it's absolutely nothing like that, especially when you're an old, miserable person like me. You know, because I'm I might be miserable, but I'm not unhappy. You know, I'm, I'm quite a content person. I just see problems and want solutions. But if you were to take, like you know, like you've got Melanie Sight's show about how education, the education system is failing autistic people. Great idea for a show, and I'm never going to say no to seeing Melanie Sykes on TV because she was for a long time always referred to as the one of the most naturally beautiful women on television. You know, doesn't need a lick of makeup on; she's just naturally beautiful. And I always remember that was who you know knew her by was that saying. You know, so I would probably give it a little bit of a watch, um, even though I. Hopefully, I'm now past the age of being a kid who struggles in the education system. Now I'm an adult, but where's my show? Um, I wouldn't watch the one with Christine McGuinness because it's all about her and her autistic kids. Nothing really there for me either. But where's the show about me? So TV executives, I'm talking to you. Come and film me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a show. But like... Is, you know, it, the, the idea wouldn't sell. It just wouldn't because the, you know, it's it's like when you have actors. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a fat guy as one of your actors, is usually a funny guy or a computer geek. He's never the hero. You know what I mean? It's, or he's usually the hero's funny sidekick who helps him out every now and again and gets himself in a little bit of a bother. You know, so. A show about someone like me, for example, wouldn't be interesting to TV executives. It'd be interesting to those people with autism who stay hidden, like I did <laughs> forever, you know. But could you imagine, like I say, you've got Melanie Sykes sat there going, we're making a documentary already. You know, I found out I have autism. I've already made it. <laughs> but then there's me who... You know, I'm off work at the time I filmed this. I'm off work with stress, and it's stress that the workplace caused. So if you were to film that and I was to explain it in its entirety, the TV people would then have to go to my work and have a word with my employers and go, why, didn't you, why did you not pay attention to the workplace autism assessment that failed miserably? They'd have to go to the company who provided it and be, and be looking for quotes and saying, why couldn't you have just done it? Specifically, why did it have to meet your form? You know, and there's me, you know, like I say, stressed at work, and then I'm off work now. And what I've recently found out, and this would have been captured as well, I guess, is I was entitled to full pay for one month, half pay for a second month, and then I'm only on statutory, statutory sick pay for the time after that. Now, that works out at under £100 a week. Now, my mortgage is a lot more, a lot more than £400 a month. So I, unlike Christine McGuinness and Melanie Sykes, I've got to go back to work 
even if my mental health can't deal with it because I don't have the financial security to not bother ever again. So when I'm stressing, when I'm, when I'm worried, when, I'm, when I've got brain fog, when I can't deal, I went to the shop yesterday, yesterday morning, and the plan was to do a forward-thinking shop and get quite a few Christmas things in, you know, like extra things in for the, for the big freezer I've got in the garage. <laughs> and just fill it up and within 10 minutes of being in the shop i was i was in overload i just couldn't deal with it and i was this far away from just leaving the trolley where it was in the middle of an aisle and just needing to get out of the shop i was sweating i was so angry frustrated at absolutely everything you know people who just haven't seen each other for a while so they stop with trolleys and entirely block one of the aisles just think how rude and ignorant can you be move you know this isn't a social club it's a shopping center and a supermarket you know just move to the side go and stand near the i don't know stuff that other people don't really eat you know to uh <laughs> so you've got a bit of room to have a catch up don't block an entire aisle so everything just overloaded me and it overloaded me because i'm bothered about everything going on at work knowing that i don't have the freedom to just have that headspace back because I'm forced to go back to work regardless because I can't afford not to. Melanie Sykes, Christine McGuinness never will have that problem ever again unless they somehow lost all their money. So they can't relate. So I can't relate to them on TV when they talk about things that potentially could be difficult. You know? You know, I like I said, I can't, I've got to pay my mortgage or risk losing my house. So I have to go back to work regardless of mental state. That is horrific, which is why I've repeated it. That is such a horrible thing. And then another couple of things that have happened, you know, like I, uh, I had to buy a new bed. The bed I've had, I've had for nine years and it's got that battered now that I can't sleep without waking up with either a bad shoulder, a bad back, or a very, very bad hip. And I had to, couldn't, I couldn't hold it off anymore. I had to take the plunge and buy a new bed. And I had to wait for the Black Friday times, and I had to see what other discount I could potentially find through like a top cashback site and through a reward system that's offered through work called Smart Spending. Um, I had to then look for any type of voucher, you know, scouring all the hot voucher deal websites and going on Price Runner to try and find it cheaper somehow because I can't just get the cheapest mattress. You know, it's got to have so many pocket springs in it and things like that. As you will know, us autistic people do have a few uh, quirks that we have to have met. We, it's not a choice. You know, but I had to spring for a new bed. And uh, that's not cheap. That bed is not cheap these days, you know. So not only do I have the, you know, I'm off work, I'm now going to be down to, you know, bringing in £400, you know, a, a month. Not even, because it's not even, I think it's like £86 a week, you know. But then I've got more than twice that to cover the rest of the mortgage and bills 
Where does that money come from? No one's giving me that for free. So how do you see someone with autism struggle? Not just feel a bit burnt out, a little bit tired, a little bit bothered. How do you see them struggle when there is no help, when there is no assistance, when no one cares because no one knows who you are? How do you see that? When other people who are already famous, who are already rich, who already have the freedom, get to make shows about autism that don't show what it's like being an adult when you're just a nobody. To see real people have real struggles and see there's zero help that's out there. Where's that? And I'm not begrudging them. Anything to do with autism is usually a bonus. But until things like what I'm saying are brought forward, and bear in mind, I'm just one guy. This could be a six-part show. I could be five minutes, you know, for the hour-long show, and then you could have everyone else with all their different traumas, all their different, you know, ways of healing, all the things that they might struggle with. Because where I can work, some autistic people can't work, you know. And just to top it off, <laughs> it's really windy at the minute and my fence blew down last night. Guess who's got to pay for that? Oh, me. Do you know where that money's coming from? Nowhere, because I haven't got it. You know, so I'm struggling with my mental health because of my mental health which is my autism and the way I process versus everybody else, I'm struggling because of that. And because I'm struggling because of that and I'm off work, I've lost money. And I'm at a point where I'm losing money a lot more than what I need. So it's a good job. I've got a little bit of money saved up. And after getting the email where it was like, we give you one month pay, one month half pay, and then you're on statutory sick pay. That just made me turn it right up. And I went, ah, oh, it's brilliant. You've given me all the clarity I need. So went on the internet and signed myself up for a load more jobs. But if I don't get a job in that time, you know, and people could say, you know, you've put up with that bed for nine years, you know, you could have waited a bit longer until you had the money for that. I couldn't. I can barely walk till dinner time. You know, my dog needs a walk in the morning. I can't walk him until my joints work. <laughs> You know, so I've put it off for too long and it's past the point of putting it off. It's it's at the point now where it's there was no choice. I had to. And there's no point in me buying a makeshift thing in the mid in the meantime, which is a bit cheaper, because in the long run, it's more money because I've bought something which I'm not using now and I'm not going through the rigmarole of trying to sell that on and haggling with people and all that messing about. And like I say, there's a section of my fence blew down last night and uh Who's paying for that? Me. So again, it's all well and good, famous people. When you do broadcast that you are autistic, that's great. And I hope you can always shine a light on autism in a good way for some people who might need it. But because you're already there, you do not know what it's like. You've no idea. A lot of people have no idea because some people are already 
middle class. Some people have parents who can support them. Some people get the right amount of benefits for them versus the type of property they live in. A lot of people, and I am generalizing, but they rent, they don't buy. I bought, you don't get assistance when you buy. Not to cover your mortgage unless you have mortgage payment protection as part of your insurance. And if I told you how much I pay on my uh, mortgage, you would, I would hear your jaws drop. You know, but it was the only way I could get one because this country is not set up to allow people like me to have a large mortgage. And I didn't, I can't live around people who blast their music out every day. I just can't. I lived around that all my life. I broke. I can't do that anymore. So I needed to live somewhere nicer. But I, I still need so much. I still need a triple pane for the window in this room because the windows are so rubbish that you hear your neighbor change the mind. They're that bad. And I need, this is my postage stamp. This is where I come to be away from everything and everyone else. And I need to feel like I'm safe and I'm alone and I'm protected by the walls and the windows and the roof and the doors. But when I can hear everybody else, what they're doing, I can hear their life. I still feel like I've got to take part. And the whole point is I just want to hide. But when I watched Melanie Sykes on on the TV, she wasn't mentioning things that I've just mentioned. She was talking about, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm autistic and I'm doing a show with this guy. He's really nice. He's famous for autism. He's, the way he talks, he's great. Yeah, I hear you and good for you. I'm glad. But where are the shows about the real working class people? You know, you've got the Real Housewives of Cheshire who are not real housewives because they're they're doing now, you know, <laughs> they've got rich partners and they just, you know, mill about all day getting lip fillers and stuff like that. That's not real. So where's the, I want a show called, you know, the real world of autism. Heck, give me a TV producer. I'll write the thing myself. And I just think if you show people who are willing to be vulnerable, as you know, I am, look at my videos. Um, I think it'd give a newer appreciation for employers, co-workers, friends, family, people who don't get to see how you really are once the mask is off, you know? And I think a real show about that where you see people melt down and you think, never seen Steve act like that before. Like, yeah, why do you think he's protecting you while he's, you know, not looking to protect himself? I just think it'd be so much better and it'd be so much more beneficial than having these shows about people who are already rich and who've already made it and who already have the freedom that I probably in my lifetime will never, ever be afforded. They have a louder voice and it gives less impact for people like me and people who do everyday living. And that's why it's great that it comes out, but too many people advocate it like it's a great thing. but. It's different. We are not the same. And I'd be all much more in favor of it if there was the balance where you show the, the underworld, the scourge of autism, the dark side of autism. 
that's what we need. We need a show called The Dark Side of Autism where we talk about the problems that people with autism actually have to face where you don't get assistance, where there isn't actually an answer. It's just your stonewall because of your difference. The ways it makes you feel, how you feel when you have to recharge, the things you've got to do, the comorbidities which can take a life up to 30 years earlier then you should be going in a natural life. And I just think that's what we need. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think we'd be much better off with real shows like that than watching people in their mansions talk about how their kids have autism, when they might have nannies, they might have care, they might have day centres to drop them off in, they might be able to do much more, many more things than somebody like me could ever get away with doing because I don't have the money to allow that freedom. So let me know, because I don't know whether it's just me being absolutely on one or whether I've got a point. And I reach to you as my sanity stick. So I hope I made sense. I hope the point came across that I wasn't having a go at Melanie Sykes or Christine McGuinness. I was more saying that we shouldn't use them to promote how real life working class autism feels. But until next time, thanks for watching and keep smiling.